Hi, and welcome to our webinar entitled Roth Conversions. My name is Lon Broski. I'm a certified financial planner with Pines Wealth Management here in St. Louis. And our goal in doing these webinars is very simple. We want to help make educated investors because educated investors make decisions that are smart and intelligent and can help them in their investment strategies and also in their financial plan to ensure that they are on track to reach their financial goals. So thank you for joining us here today. Our intent is to go 20 to 30 minutes to get through the Roth conversions, to talk about the advantages, to talk about the disadvantages, and also to talk about maybe some strategies that you might want to think about in, in possibly implementing a Roth conversion in your own financial plan or use it as an investment strategy. Thank you for taking the time out today. We realize one of the most important gifts that you can give is the gift of time. And so we appreciate you being here. And hopefully we, you will be able to pick up a couple of tips and maybe be able to, to realize that a Roth conversion makes sense for you, or maybe it doesn't make sense. But let's talk about why we're here, Roth conversions. This subject has been coming up a lot with clients over the last 90 plus days or so, simply because of the bouts of volatility that we've seen since the middle of February. And anytime you have volatility that results in downward movement in excess of 20%, which in my last video series, I talked a little bit about the differences in, in classifications of bear markets, but obviously that's not what we're here to talk about. But anytime you see a drop in a market of more than 20%, you could potentially see a drop in value of your traditional IRA, which would bring up the question is, is it a good time to make a Roth conversion? So that's the reason why we're talking here today. Many of you may still be seeing your traditional IRA values that are lower than the, what they were at the beginning of the year because of the market volatility resulting from COVID-19. Additionally, we have been hearing and, and reading of this second leg of this bear market potentially going down once the economic news gets a little more prevalent and the data starts to trickle in and shows that the economy is lagging much worse than what was anticipated, we could potentially see a second leg down. So that's what makes this conversation important. Should you make a Roth conversion? I want to take, however, let me take a step back and talk about what exactly is an IRA, a Roth IRA. And a Roth IRA was established in 1997 by the late Senator William Roth of Delaware. And it differs in several significant ways from a traditional IRA. Most The two most notable differences between a Roth IRA and traditional IRA is the fact that your growth from a Roth IRA upon distribution, and if you meet qualifying events could potentially be tax exempt. Any money that you receive from your Roth IRA, again, meeting qualified events could be potentially tax exempt. And the second biggest difference between a Roth IRA and a, and a traditional IRA is the fact that your contributions in a Roth IRA are after tax and a traditional IRA, they are 
tax deductible or pre-tax. So what are some, some basics of a Roth IRA? We just talked about that. 100% of your growth inside of the Roth is tax exempt. Again, assuming that you meet the qualifying events for that tax exempt withdrawal. So not only does your, your withdrawal is exempt from taxes, but also your deferral is tax deferred. So while it's accumulating inside of the Roth, it grows tax deferred. Once you take it out, it's tax exempt. So that's an important difference you need to understand is tax exempt versus tax deferred or tax deferral. Second basic of a Roth IRA is that you are subject to a modified adjusted gross income limitations for contributions. Not conversions, but contributions. We'll talk a little bit more about conversions here in a moment. There are some traps that you need to be aware of in a Roth IRA, such as if you're under 59 and a half and you're going to withdraw your earnings, yours could be subject to a 10% penalty. Also, if you've had the Roth IRA or the Roth conversion less than five years, you could potentially, and you're drawing your earnings, you could potentially have a 10% withdrawal penalty there as well, as well. And a Roth IRA can be an effective retirement planning strategy. But we're here today to talk about Roth conversions. Simply put, what is a Roth conversion? Well, it's taking money from your traditional IRA and moving it into your Roth. That is a Roth conversion. What are the differences? between a contribution versus a conversion. Well, a Roth IRA contribution is you're simply writing a check every year to your Roth IRA from your checking account or your savings account into your Roth IRA. Whereas a conversion is you're actually moving the money or converting the money from a traditional IRA into the Roth IRA. Now we do see some typical candidates who might consider a Roth IRA conversion, and here they are. First, if you're going to be in the, the higher tax bracket throughout your accumulation period, as well as your distribution or your retirement, in other words, if you're going to maintain that high income tax bracket, you may potentially want to look at a Roth conversion, simply because, as we talked about earlier, that the traditional IRA, much like the Roth, your investment returns accumulate tax deferred. So you have compound interest working for you. And if you're going to be in a higher income tax bracket, if in a traditional IRA, it means you're going to pay higher taxes upon withdrawal in the, in the Roth IRA, you will not. So that's a candidate potentially for a Roth IRA conversion. Another Potential reason, if you're currently in a low tax bracket and you see yourself or projecting yourself to be in a higher income tax bracket in your financial plan, you may, be, you may want to consider a Roth IRA conversion. Thirdly, is if you have non-qualified funds that you can pay the tax due on the conversion, that may be a good strategy for you to consider converting to a Roth IRA from a traditional IRA. Last, but certainly not least, if you're not planning on using your IRA or drawing it down fully because you have other sources of income, a Roth IRA could be a good transfer tool for wealth to non-spousal beneficiaries. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in, in this webinar. 
But one on, on a side note, on the side note here is, is that if you are going to be in a lower income tax bracket in retirement than what you are currently, uh, I would be mindful, uh, be careful and mindful about converting to a Roth IRA. It may not make sense. But these are typical, all typical candidates that we see that may, a Roth IRA conversion may make sense. But I want to take, take, one, take one step further and talk about taxes. Okay. Whenever you convert, whenever you move money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, you have to pay tax on that amount. And it doesn't make sense for you to pay taxes out of the traditional IRA. We said it in the previous slide. If you have tax, a source or a bucket of money where you can take the taxes due from that bucket and pay at the time of conversion, that makes better sense, especially if you're 59, if you're under 59 and a half. If you're under 59 and a half and you make a, a conversion from a traditional IRA to a Roth, then you have to pay taxes or, or you have to pay taxes out of your traditional IRA for the conversion and you're under 59 and a half. Well, now you're going to pay penalties for early withdrawal on the money that you're withdrawing to pay the taxes that are due. So you're paying taxes upon your tax money. Doesn't make much sense there. So the other thing is, is that if you're taking it from the traditional IRA and potentially pulling it from the account, which could, could is if it's invested in perhaps a growth portfolio, you could actually end up with less accumulation in the Roth than would you simply leaving it in the traditional IRA. And again, I just talked about that earlier. If you're under 59 and a half and you're taking money out of your traditional IRA to pay the tax due for the conversion, doesn't make much sense because you could potentially pay a 10% penalty. Again, we want to talk or I would like to encourage you to talk with a qualified tax advisor and I'll mention that several times throughout the workshop is that if you feel that this strategy could work, you want to consult that qualified tax advisor or your financial advisor, one of the two. There are some strategies that we can, we can consider when converting. Number one is simply converting the entire amount all at one time. Now, if you have enough money in non-qualified assets, in other words, money outside of your traditional IRA, if you have enough money set aside in, in that particular bucket, for our clients at Pines Wealth Management, we often talk about midterm and long-term buckets. If you have enough money in that midterm bucket to pay the taxes, you may want to consider converting everything at once. Another strategy is if you don't have all of the money set aside in your bucket for the whole account, for the whole traditional IRA that you're going to convert. Maybe you make conversion in smaller chunks. You certainly don't have to convert all of it, all of your traditional IRA. You can determine those amounts as your tax bracket management develops. And you can always, always convert at different years during different times. But essentially what you're doing is when you're converting a little bit at a time is your dollar cost averaging because you're paying those taxes over a longer period of time and not having to pay them all at once. And you can help mitigate the, the, the valuation changes as well. So let me give you an example. Let's say we do have that second leg down 
and we decide to convert some of our traditional IRA into a Roth because the account values are lower, we could potentially pay less tax. Next year, if we have another downturn, and again, let's give an example of a 20% downturn, and we have another 20% downturn in 2021, you then at that point in time can convert in order to pay lower tax bracket. The other, the other consideration here is tax bracket tax bracket management. You can use the conversions, converting in chunks to manage your tax bracket to make sure that you're not getting bumped into another bracket and that qualified tax advisor can help you make that decision. Other strategies that you can, that you can implement is, well, time of the year. Let's talk about that for a moment. You could convert earlier in the year and that gives you more time to pay your tax due on that conversion because taxes for the calendar year are not due till April 15th of the following year. So if you make a conversion in January of 2020, your tax bill will not be due until April 15th of 2021. But an important note here is if you do pay estimated tax, you are going to have to make an adjustment for that conversion. So make sure, again, that qualified tax advisor helps you with that, which you've got till April 15th of the following year to make that conversion. So converting earlier in the year may be an advantage for you. But don't forget, you can also maybe consider converting later on in the year. Because remember, I talked earlier about that five-year rule, that five-year clock. You cannot take any money out of a Roth IRA if you've had it less than five years without a penalty. You can't take your earnings out, excuse me, without a penalty if you've had that Roth IRA or converted it in less than five years. Well, that clock is not date dependent. It is year dependent. I'll give you an example. So if you convert in January 1st of 2020 versus December 1st of 2020, that doesn't matter. It's the year 2020 is when the clock starts. It's not the date. So another example of, of why you may consider converting later in the year versus earlier in the year is to manage your tax brackets a little more effectively. An example I can think for those client, those of our clients who are large, largely commission-based, perhaps you're having a, a good year and you want to convert less. Perhaps you're not having such a good year and you want to convert more because your tax, your tax bracket is lower. So that is something that can help you out as well and later on in the year, making that decision is that tax bracket management. And keep in mind, when you do go to the end of the year, you've got till December 31st to make that conversion. It doesn't have to be done by, by December 1st or November or October. You've got until December 31st to make that, make that conversion, which would help you, again, further manage those tax brackets, but certainly want to reach out to your qualified tax advisor or financial advisor and see if that makes sense and how tax bracket management, specifically later on in the year, might be helpful to you. Another strategy we see is a backdoor Roth IRA contribution. Now, what is a backdoor Roth IRA contribution? Simply put, if you're in a higher income level or 
We talked earlier about the Maggie limits. If you exceed the Maggie limits and cannot write a check to your Roth IRA because you make too much, you can contribute to a non-deductible traditional IRA and then convert it. So what you would do is because there are no income limits on non-deductible traditional IRAs, you can contribute to that and then convert it. But once again, you have to take into consideration the amounts of monies that you have in traditional IRAs because you could potentially run into a scenario to where you end up paying more tax than what you had anticipated. That's where that tax advisor can, can help you out and to go through the analysis to make sure because you have to, there's a ratio there and I don't want to get into too much tax tax planning here, but there's a ratio that you need to consider if you have a large traditional IRA, for instance, and you're going to use this backdoor Roth conversion strategy, there's a ratio here that you have to keep keep in mind and your tax advisor will be able to help you out with that. Well, what do they what do they say when life gives you lemons? You simply make lemonade. Well, guess what? 2020 has been the year of the lemon. We have had a combination of just COVID-19 plus obviously in the last couple of weeks you you you're seeing some other things happen across across the United States that could potentially have another impact another negative impact on the markets. In February and March, when the, when the markets took a brutal downturn, you combine that with the lower tax rates that we're seeing right now, that could be a situation where you take that lemon and you're making lemonade out of it. That combination of a brutal February to March market combined with lower tax rates, that could mean Roth conversions might make sense. And here's the other thing. With the COVID-19 pandemic going on, trillions upon trillions of dollars have, have, been, have been allocated by the federal government to assist those who have been directly affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. And at some point in time, I would suspect that tax rates are, are going to be going up simply because the government is spending more, especially this year. Who knows what's going to be in store for 2021. But when the income tax rates, income tax rates expire in 2026, that potentially gives you an opportunity through 2025 to do some income tax planning here with your Roth conversion. So when you have that combination, when markets have gone through a just an absolute brutal downturn and you have lower tax rates, that's making lemonade from lemons. Some advantages of, of, of doing that is making sure that, again, those income taxes being paid on the amount being converted are lower. Anytime when the markets go down like they did in February to March, for whatever reason, whether it's a bear market, whether it's pandemics, or whether it's, it's economic slowdown, anytime you have that, you're going to be paying less tax. The other thing is, is that there are no income limits on Roth conversions. Unlike Roth contributions, you can make any amount of money and still convert your traditional IRA into a Roth. No need to worry about income limits there. Another advantage, simply put, is, is that it does continue to grow tax deferred and that all of the withdrawals from a Roth IRA 
provided that you meet the requirements, are tax exempt. And last but certainly not least is that Roth IRAs, either if you put it in through a contribution or a conversion, Roth IRAs have no required minimum distribution, which traditional IRAs at age 72, you have a required minimum distribution. You're forced to take money out whether you like it or not. And in the Roth IRA, that simply is not required. So what happens if we're now talking about wealth transfer? So let's shift our focus a little bit and talk about that. What happens if I have a spouse that inherits the Roth IRA? Well, the rules here are exactly like they are in the traditional IRA. In a Roth IRA, if you have a surviving spouse who inherits the IRA, the IRS is going to deem that that essentially is your IRA becomes her IRA. No required minimum distributions, just as the rules were under you. And much like a traditional IRA, when something happens to you and it passes along to the spouse, essentially that can be rolled into the spouse's own, own IRA with, with uh, following the same, the same rules as, uh, for, for your spouse as they would for you. So there's not much change there in the Roth IRA. It works the exact same way. They can continue deferring it. They can continue it on just as they were before with no required minimum distributions. There are, however, differences with non-spousal beneficiaries. This is where we talk about wealth transfer a little bit, okay? I mentioned it earlier in the webinar about wealth transfer to using the Roth IRA as a tool for wealth transfer. For non-spouses, there's, there's a couple of rules here. For non-spousal beneficiaries, they have 10 years to take out the distributions from the Roth IRA. And keep in mind here, and this is very important, is that the annual, there are no annual required distributions in that 10-year period. They can delay taking distributions for 10 years and take it all at once, or they can take a little bit at a time. They can take 20% year one and not take another 20% until year six or whatever. They just have to have 100% of that Roth IRA distributed within that 10-year period. That helps with your income tax bracket management for the non-spousal beneficiary because there's growth going on in that 10 years, so you could potentially let the Roth IRA grow, the non-spousal beneficiary could potentially let that Roth IRA grow and then take it out in year 10 and not pay any tax. So it is definitely helpful in tax bracket management, specifically for non-spousal beneficiaries. A couple of exceptions here to the 10-year rule for non-spousal beneficiaries. If you have a disability or chronic illness, if you have a beneficiary that is not more than 10 years younger than the owner, for instance, you have passing along to a sibling that is who is not more than 10 years older than you, or you are not more than 10 years older than them, they are not required uh, to follow this 10-year rule. And if you, if you have children that have not reached the age of majority very young, they have longer than 10 years to reach the age of majority, they are not subject to the 10-year period rule. And very important to follow this rule, otherwise you're gonna have 50% excise tax if you don't follow it. So, quick conversion update is that if you have qualified retirement plans, they can also be converted to Roth IRAs. If you have a traditional IRA, if you have a SEP 
which stands for an acronym that stands for Simplified Employee Pension Plan, typically with, with sole proprietors and small businesses. You can convert your funds at any time. If you have a simple plan, which again, a simple plan is majority of the time is used for small business owners, less than 25 employees. You can only convert after a two-year waiting period. Some other plans that, that uh, can convert to a Roth IRA, 403Bs, 457s, and also other qualified retirement plans could be converted to a Roth IRA. So there's a lot of possibility there. But one thing you have to watch for, a lot of times if you're looking to convert from a qualified plan like a 401k, 403b, 457, is you have to have a distributable event to be able to convert. Separation of service, retirement, disability, reaching age 59 and a half, those are examples of a distributable event in order to possibly convert from a traditional to a Roth. So having all of this information on hand, what do we do next? Well, that's why we're here. That's why Pines Wealth Management Advisors are here. We're here to help you. Let us develop a plan for you that can take these things into consideration. What is the after-tax balance going to be in our Roth IRA after we convert? Let us do the work for you. It's, a, it's anywhere from a 12 to 15-page report that looks at the values of, of converting versus not converting. And so we can make, again, an educated, smart, intelligent decision of whether or not this makes sense for, for you. Lastly, but certainly not least, how we can help. We've got commentary, we've got newsletters, we've got emails. Don't forget to visit our website at www.pineswealth.com. You can find information there as well. In addition to, we are available anytime for appointment. You can schedule a time with myself or my partner right from the website in the upper right-hand corner. You can schedule an appointment. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and on LinkedIn. I'd be more than happy to to help you in that way. And you can also get more information there. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. And we are available at any time. If you have any questions, please feel free to call us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you next time.